Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Haters Press Conference Podcast. This is the first place, some say only, where you can hear football's leading managers' press conferences in full. Hi, Dan Bent here from Haters TV at Tottenham Hotspur's training ground. We've just heard from Ange Postacoglu ahead of the game against Everton, and he joked with the media about missing out on a big name on transfer deadline day. Hi, Ange. Um, what's the latest team news ahead of the game tomorrow, please? Um, in terms of uh, the other night, everyone got through that okay, so um, no issues from the other night. Um, obviously, a short turnaround, so you know, the lads still sort of recovering from that, so we haven't really done too much training-wise, but uh, we'll feel good. And, and Pape Sars back as well, obviously. Um, yeah, we had a long trip back, so we'll just assess him after training, but yeah, fair to say he'll be involved. Um, I'm not sure to what extent. And then, um, yeah, that's it from Wednesday night. Um, January window done. Radu Dragasin in, Timo Werner. Understand Lucas Bergville having a medical this afternoon. If that gets done, all in all, happy with that window? Yeah, look, it's been, um, you know, I think I said last week, I think from our perspective, we had some clear objectives in there. And um, one was we obviously, uh, you know, we, we had a real sort of gap at, at centre-back, uh, particularly after letting... Um, Davison Sanchez go after the window closed last time and uh, yeah, getting Rado in early was great uh, obviously getting Timo in early was, was also you know, excellent for us with you know, the kind of injuries we've had at the moment and absences particularly with Sonny away and, and the beauty of getting them in early is they've already made a contribution you know, if you leave it to the last day you know, which would have been yesterday then uh, you know, it still takes guys time to settle but they've both settled in real, really well and, and even in terms of outgoings I think um, <coughs> You know, we got some good loans. Uh, Alejo left yesterday, and um, you know he, he was he was developing well with us, but obviously got the injury. But great for him to get some game time now at a, in a good league at a good club. Ashley Phillips, selfie divine. So, you know, from all those aspects, um, probably the only disappointing one was yesterday. I thought it was a really good opportunity for us, and you know, the club just didn't feel, you know. You know, they didn't feel it was the right move for us, so disappointed with that, but ended up at Ferrari, so we just have to cop it. Oh, look at you all, eh? You were ready to type away. <laughs> I was going to pause just to let his phone blow up. Threw me. No, though. it was a good one, mate. It was good. You threw me. That's where I go. Sorry. Um, right. Dragos. You, you had a flat day yesterday, so I'm trying to spark. I was, I was, I was yeah, okay, okay, Um Dragosin, Werner, Madison, they all had options with big clubs. Bayern Munich, Dragosin, Bergville, Barcelona. This is great for Spurs fans. What, what are you and the recruitment team saying to these players? And 
what do you see this club? Where do you see it going under your management? Yeah, look, I, I don't think it's so much what we're saying. I think it's more what people are seeing. That's that's the important thing. Because I mean, you can. It's like anything in life. You can try and sell, you know, a vision or, or, or sell something to someone. But if there's tangible physical evidence of it, and I think anyone who's watched us, sort of in the first half of the year, or you know, since I've joined, have, have seen, you know the aspirations we have to be the kind of football team that we want to be. So that's not just me saying it, we're actually doing it. Okay, we're not the finished product by any stretch. Um, you know, we're giving young players an opportunity. You know, guys like Destiny and Pape and Mickey and, you know, all guys in their early 20s who have played already significant roles. So we're building a team. So I guess from our perspective, it's pleasing that, you know, hopefully we become a club that's a preferred destination, particularly for, for you know, talented young players. Um, as I said the other day, that there aren't too many hidden gems around. Everyone kind of knows, you know, who the talents are. And, you know, I really want our sort of, hopefully our point of difference is that, you know, it, it, I've always felt that, you know, your football um, is your biggest sort of selling point uh, beyond anything else. And, um, you know, hopefully we're showing evidence of that, which is helping us. Finally, not a transfer one, but could be a toughie. Mm. Australia v South Korea. Mm. Sonny, your captain here. Who do you want to win? Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of a win-win for me. Um, you know, obviously being Australian, I'd, I'd love for them to get through, and then we get Sonny back. But you know, part of me would love Sonny to win an Asian Cup because um, you know I, I know what it would mean to him. I know what it would mean to his country. Um, you know, they they put great stock in, in that competition and, um, you know, f for Sonny and everything he's done in, for the game, for his country, for his nation, you know, as disappointed as I will be, um, you know, if Australia go out, um, I'd love Sonny to go all the way um, and don't mind if he misses a couple more games for us. Cheers, Hans. Thank you. Hans, good afternoon. Um, James Madison spoke after the game on Wednesday um, about how great the freedom that you allow him, but it's still within a structure. How would you describe it from, from your perspective, please? Yeah, look, I think you know, part of our sort of end goal is to create a, a fairly sort of fluid team and, and a team that, you know, like all the great teams, I guess, um, you know, has many avenues to, to success so that, you know, if a team's trying to stop us, that there are multiple ways we can sort of get through that. And, and you can, I think you can only do that if there is a certain sense of freedom within the way the, the players approach it. But like everything in life, I think you do need structure. I think you do need discipline. I thought, as I said, you know, that's why I was disappointed with our first 45, not our first 45 minutes, sort of our last 15, 20 minutes of the first half the other night is that we went away from those principles. And, and when you do that, even if you have that freedom and even if you have the talent, it's still very hard to impose yourself on the game. So... Um, yeah, like I said, that's still a work in progress, but yeah, that's that's kind of where we want to get to. You're back in the top four. How satisfied are you that, despite the injuries, missing some key players for a while, you still managed to keep momentum throughout most of the parts and um, stay true to your game principles? Yeah, look, I think I think that's a testament to the players uh, more than anything else, and, and the character of the players because we have had some some real challenges. Um, we're not the only club, obviously, with, with injuries, but we've had some fairly significant ones. And that on the back of, you know, sort of, you know, pretty much changing everything about the environment, um, you know, hasn't exactly been, you know, f 
for want of a better word, stable for the players to really have a launching pad for consistency. And um, I think this group of players has really sort of banded together really well in terms of the, the spirit they have, the togetherness they have to overcome these things where even, you know, in days where you know, we've had difficulties, our football level hasn't dropped too much and, and our, our results, you know, apart from obviously we had a spell, we, we lost a few games, but even then, you know, we were, we're right in those games and um, I think we are where we are today mainly because of that, because of the, I think of the players and, and, and their character and, and that's important because, you know, um, you can't have just the football, you need the other stuff as well and uh, sometimes that's more important, particularly when you're trying to build something. Everton this weekend, Goodison Park can be a challenging place. How are you hoping to see the same mindset from your players to apply the game pre the game plan properly despite the atmosphere that can be overwhelming sometimes? Yeah, it can. And, you know, it's a tough venue. Um, you know, the, the supporters there really get behind their team. And, you know, even though their results have dropped off a little bit now, when we played them even here, it was a, it was a really tough game for us. Um, you know, it's going to be a physical game. Um, you know, we're going to have to be up for, for those kind of things. We've got a short turnaround, obviously, with the lunchtime kickoff after Wednesday night. So all those kind of things are potential impediments for us performing. But again, you know, going back to, to my earlier answer is that, you know, that's the kind of things that the players have really, you know, risen to those challenges in terms of you know, showing the character and belief. We've we've gone to some pretty tough venues Um away from home this year and I think we've performed really well um, we're going to have to again on, on Saturday because uh, it's going to be a tough game um, You mentioned the young players I think you've got like the third or fourth youngest squad in the Premier League obviously a lot of talented players come through the academy as well how do you and the club I guess as a whole ensure that that becomes a bit of a golden generation rather than just anything else Yeah look I think it's a bad opportunity I mean I'm not I'm not too sure about your reference to the academy I think we've got a lot of work to do in our academy and I think Simon Davies is, is certainly one that's, you know, put a lot of emphasis and priority there that, you know, we need to, to be doing better. I don't think we have the production line other top clubs have, um, certainly not, and even currently. Um, it's why we're investing on, in some younger players, even for the first team. So, um, But for us as a football club, that's that's definitely the way forward. We've, we've got to, you know, obviously my brief at the moment is still very much around first team and, and, and you know, building a first team, and I think you can do that um, whilst uh, giving opportunities to young players. If anything, I think for sustainable success, it's the best way to go because the team sort of grows together when there's guys of similar ages, as long as you've got good experience around them. And that's what we're trying to do at first team level. But we've still got a lot of work to do at academy level. And, and like I said, you know, we've got a, a great man there, Simon, who's, who's worked at you know, some of the best academies there are going around. He knows what's needed. And we've got some good coaches in there now. And, you know, the, this year's been better. But in terms of a production line of young players, I think we're still well behind other clubs. Was that something you noticed straight away when you came in, or was it something that was already a process in start? Yeah, there was always a, there's already a process in place before I came in, obviously. Um, and yeah, you know, like I said, some of that is just around, you know, the kind of methodology we use, and but also a little bit of opportunity because I guess, you know, if young players don't feel there's an opportunity here, maybe we don't get the best ones, or we don't provide the opportunity for the best ones. My role in that is to make sure that. You know, the good ones we have, or you know, get do get an opportunity, and secondly, you know, other good young players around the country, not just around the world, see this as a club where, you know, if you're talented, you'll get an opportunity. Um, Brian Hill, obviously, still part of your squad. There were some suggestions that he had options that he maybe could have gone and perhaps played more regular football, but he wanted to stay and, and play under yourself. What did you make of that decision? Uh, it's not an issue with me. I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll, 
it was obviously a bit of interest in Brian. It was a bit of interest in a lot of our players. But again, I've never, I've said this before, it's not my role to, to kind of, you know, uh, push people out in that kind of situation. Um, you know, I still very much regard them as our players. And, you know, Brian's, look, he's a, he's a fantastic young player and, and he's, he works so hard to, to, to improve every day. He had a difficult first half of the year with a couple of injuries. <coughs> and, you know, and I, people shouldn't underestimate that, especially... You know, in a setup like ours, where you know most of the guys had a strong preseason, are the ones who have kind of hit the ground running. Um, he kind of missed out all that, but you know he wants to improve. He loves the environment here. We love having him part of the group. He's still a young player with plenty of time to develop, and um, you know, happy to have him around um, for this uh, second half of the year. Very quick one on James Madison. Obviously, less than seventy-two <coughs> hours before, uh, between the games, he had cramped towards the end of the first game. Is he in a position where he could start again this quickly? He's a professional footballer, mate. I hope so. You know, unless he, you know, because um, if we're going to be playing in Europe, uh, unless he wants to sort of pick and choose which games to play, I'd suggest that uh, matters will be right for tomorrow. Great. Finish this section with George at the back, please. <clears throat> Hi, Ange. Um, I just wanted to ask you about Richarlison. I know you spoke about you know how he's kind of feels freer since that um, that surgery, but he's, he's got seven in in seven in the Premier League now and. That started with Sonny in the team, but do you kind of sense that he's kind of relished the opportunity to be the main man since Sonny stepped away and to kind of help the team as, as much as possible? Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's probably one for, for, for Richie to answer more, but I, I think it's helped that he's kind of had a consistent run in the team, for sure. I think any player feels you know, that, that confidence in himself. Um, and, and I think... I mean, the goal is obviously important because that's kind of everyone's measure, but I just think his general game's improving. And that's the main thing for me. That's where I've, <coughs> you know, seen. Because, I, I, you know, I, the way we play and the kind of player Richie is, I, I was always confident he scored goals, but we need more than that. And I just think he's, his work rate now defensively, which was really important when we had Sonny up there at the start of the year, hasn't dropped off with Richie there. He's working really hard for the team, I think. <coughs> you know, the case he did the other night was right up there. Um, and then his link-up and hold-up play is improving all the time. And See, I love that. I love when you know players still want to improve and, and still it do improve rather than just say, well, you know, you know he's, he's played for his national team. He's been at this level for quite a while, but I can actually see him developing further. And that's what you, know, that's what you, you want as a, as a manager and as a coach. And you know, for us, um, he's becoming a really important player. And... Um sort of looking at the kind of team as a whole, <coughs> do you know what your, I know you've not really had a chance to pick your best team, but do you know what your best team would be or, or has that changed actually from what you thought at the start of the season to, to The best team's the one I'll put out there tomorrow because um, it doesn't, you know, it, it's never worked that way in my 26 years of football. Uh, it just doesn't. You know, you never have everything in place. There's always something that, you know, will, and if you think that way, I think you, you box yourself into a little bit of a corner. Um, you know, the only reason I made two changes at half-time wasn't because Rodri and Skippy weren't playing well. If anything, I thought they were playing well. It just we needed a circuit breaker for, for what we were doing and, and change things up. So it doesn't mean that those two weren't, aren't in my starting 11 or they were disappointing or, or any of those kind of things. I've always kind of, as much as people have always you know, thought in those terms of you know, what's your strongest or best 11 or... You know, every time, every week, I try and put out what I think is our best 11 and, and, and then you go from there and then you reassess it, you know, post-game, going to the next one. 
If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe or follow and leave us a positive review. It really will help us get to more grounds around the footballing world. You can also follow Haters TV on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat and our wonderful website at haters.com. Thanks for listening.